What if we could have fun with our imperfections? What if we could make them a part of who we are? How do we build confidence that feels like it's in our bones, it's embedded in us, it's not going anywhere, it's always available to us, right? That's the kind of confidence that I'm interested in. That is when you begin to get closer to your own limitlessness. And I wanna offer to you that the way that you see yourself and all of the limitations and shortcomings that you perceive are wrong. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new here, it's wonderful to have you. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the community. My name is Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. And today's episode is different and special. And I'm really excited to record it. And I also feel a little scared, (laughs) which I think is normal and expected. Um, But I've had really, really, really big changes in my life, in who I am, in my career over the past several weeks, months, years. I've just been in a period of ongoing growth and evolution and transition. And I wanted to take today's episode to share a little bit about that with you and just talk to you about my own journey and where I've been partly because this week, as of this episode coming out, is the first week that I fully officially transitioned to doing this podcast full time. I spent several years of my career in the corporate space as a strategist doing work that I really loved and was so challenging and exciting. And I spent a lot of time like in the room with like CEOs and I got to just be in really exciting situations and part of like big M&A transactions and working with like huge fancy clients as a management consultant and then in my corporate career like working for these really big awesome consumer brands and I've had this chapter of my career hopefully I don't cry in this but I might we'll see what happens but I've had this chapter in my career that's come to an end, getting a little emotional. I'm just going to let this episode be what it needs to be. And I'm going to try not to be self-critical or not to censor too much. But that part of my career is coming to an end. And it's like really bittersweet. Um, Oh, gosh, this is really hard. I'm so excited uh, that I'm taking the podcast full time and like I'm following my dreams of like doing this work full time. And I'm so sad uh, that I'm leaving behind or not leaving behind. Like, I don't know if I'm leaving behind or pressing pause. I'm not sure. But I am pressing the pause button or the stop button. <laughs> I don't know what button I'm pressing, but I'm, I'm pressing that button on this part of my career that has been so formative for me and has taught me so much about myself and has just changed me as a person. And it's it's like so interesting because our careers are such a big, big, deep part of our lives. And I think sometimes like, I don't know about you, but I think like, oh, friends and family are like the biggest, deepest parts of our lives. And I think that's true. 
But I think sometimes like we underestimate and forget all of the emotional experiences that we have professionally and all of the ways in which it brings us joy. (laughs) And sometimes it brings us pain and frustration, right? It's not just joy, but it's such a big part of who we are. And it so deeply shapes who we are. And my time in this corporate part of my career has really like shaped me in such deep ways, some ways that have been really challenging. And uh, I've had a lot of really bad negative experiences in my corporate career, and in ways that have been like massively expansive and inspirational and exciting and fun. So it's just it's, it's hard to say goodbye to something. And it's hard to close that chapter for me. And I love this podcast and I have like this fiery, wild passion for this work of helping women build confidence and helping women feel really strong in their careers and like really strong in that meeting room. Like I have so much passion around that. And at the same time, I, I liked my corporate career. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was exciting. I was on a really really amazing career path with so much upward mobility and so much exposure to interesting problems and interesting leaders. And I, I, I'm not one of those people that was like, oh, I'm just waiting to get out of corporate and I want to go off and do my own thing. I liked that world. I found joy in it. I found fascination in it. And so this transition for me has been bittersweet. It's been bittersweet for me to say goodbye to something that I was really enjoying and also maybe starting to evolve a little bit out of in certain ways and then to open this new door of taking my podcast full time, of taking on this new professional identity as a coach, which is like so different than the professional identity that I had before. I was talking to a friend of mine this week and like just like telling her how like, crazy it is that I spent almost $200,000 on my law degree. That's about what it cost for me to go to law school. That's what my student loan balance was when I graduated, literally. And then like I did this coaching certification and it cost like not that much money, like a few thousand dollars to get certified. And, you know, I have this voice in me that's like, Jessica, are you crazy? Are you totally crazy? Like, You have built this career, this powerful professional foundation, and you're going off into the wild to like do your podcast full time and start a business. And, you know, when I hear that voice say like, Jessica, are you crazy? To be honest with you, the way that I know that I'm on the exact right path now is that when that voice asks me and says, Jessica, are you crazy? The answer that I get like from my soul and my heart and my intuition is yes, yes, I am crazy. And I can finally embrace it in even a bigger way. And I can finally bring all the weirdness and the quirk and the uniqueness into what I do in a way that I couldn't before, because as much as I advocate for authenticity in the workplace, and I really try to do that in my career, When I'm doing my podcast and I'm running my business, I make all creative decisions. I make all business decisions and I can infuse every decision with what is most important to me, 
Whereas when I'm working for someone else's business, someone else's vision, I have to adhere to certain parts of their vision. I play a role in that and maybe I question it and I pressure test it. But ultimately, it's not mine. It's someone else's that I'm contributing to. And so that yes, that yes to I am crazy, that yes to like, yes, I'm embracing the crazy and it feels so good, really just helped me see that there are parts of me, parts of my soul that are ready to express themselves in new and different ways. And that's how I know that this is right for me. And so to summarize all of this, is quite simply is that I've I've left my corporate job. I've pressed pause on that part of my career. It's so funny because as soon as I started to prepare to give notice in my job and get ready to move on, my like LinkedIn inbox like exploded <laughs> with recruiters being like, "Here's this amazing job opportunity. Are you interested?" and it was it was so hard so hard to respond back to them and say like, no, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm, I've got something else going on right now. But I made that choice. And the choice to take this podcast full time and to take my coaching business full time came from a place deep, deep, deep within me that no matter how much I ignored it or tried to push it aside or tried to pretend like it wasn't there, was so present. And I wanted to tell you just a little bit about how I got here, because I know some of you have been listening to the show for a while. And as the host of the show, I've been in corporate with you. And as this show and podcast have developed, I became a coach throughout this process. And I thought it might be fun to just share a little bit more of that journey with you about how I got here. So this is a very different kind of episode. And I also, you know, because this is a special moment for me, and because this show is ultimately about you, about the women who listen, and about you finding confidence and power in your career and in your professional life, because those things are true, in addition to sharing some of my story with you, I wanted to share some thoughts with you towards the end of the episode, or possibly the midpoint, we'll see how the timing works out. I wanted to share thoughts with you on the closing question, the last question that I ask all of my guests at the end of the interview, where I tell them that, you know, I started this show because I had that time in my career where I was afraid and insecure and I was struggling. And I ask them to speak to anyone who's in that dark place or just anyone who's trying to feel more confident and trying to feel more powerful. I decided that I would answer that question for you all, maybe in a more extended way, and share more of my thoughts and reflections on what I think is most important for you to know if you are struggling or you don't feel confident. I thought that this would be a really good time for me to do that. So that's what's coming towards the later part of this episode. And I'll timestamp in the show notes where that transition is in case you want to jump to that. But for now, I just want to talk to you about how I got here <laughs> and the road here and the journey here, because it feels important for me to share that with you. And this podcast started as an idea long before I was able to summon the courage to actually bring it to life. So I had this distinct experience on my 30th birthday 
that I will never forget. I think it was my intuition speaking to me, but I was so disconnected from my intuition back then that I didn't even really quite understand what was happening. But I just remember it was my birthday. I had turned 30. There was something about like that turn of the decade that was feeling like really delicious and wonderful and like, oh my gosh, I never have to be in my 20s ever again. What a relief. Because my 20s were really hard and in many ways a really unpleasant and difficult time in my life. And something about turning 30 felt like this clean slate to me. And I remember after my birthday celebration that I had done with some of my friends, I was in an Uber, like heading back to my apartment. And I just remember experiencing this distinct sensation of like, you should start a podcast. You should talk about all of the stuff that you experienced that was so hard for you professionally. I had like this, it wasn't really like a voice as much as it was just a feeling that this was something that I needed to do. And at the time I had been listening to podcasts and I loved podcasts so much. And one of the reasons I loved them so much is because they made me feel less alone, being able to just like drop in on these conversations and hear people talking about things that were hard or more intimate topics just made me feel so connected and like nourished me in such a deep way. And I think there was a part of me deep down inside that knew that this format and this way of connecting with people could be so powerful. And I think there was also a part of me that knew that like, even though I had a really hard time throughout my career, just like having healthy self-esteem and feeling confident and like trusting that I belonged and that like I was good enough and that like I could do it, you know, even though all of that felt like this dark secret that I didn't want to think about or talk about, there was also a part of me, I think, that understood at a deep level that like sharing that and sharing my story and also talking about the things that were really hard for me was something that needed to happen and something that other women needed to hear because I distinctly remember in my first job that I had as a management consultant, you know, feeling so broken and like so dysfunctional and like just like not able to figure it out. I remember craving this knowing that someone else had been where I was and had gotten to the other end. Like all I wanted was to find a successful female leader out there who was cool and smart and inspirational. And I all I wanted was to hear that person say like, listen, I really struggled. This was really hard. Things were really messy and it worked out okay. And I got through it and I was able to grow and get stronger. I wanted to hear that so badly, and I never found it. And what's even more interesting and what was even harder for me was like, not only did I not ever find a voice out there sharing that type of message, but I had looked for it for a while. So like I was all about professional development. I wanted to work on myself. I wanted to feel more confident. I wanted to figure out like why everything was so hard and what I could do about it. And so... I sought that out. I would go to workshops. I would go to like the lunchtime panels where people talk about their career. I would sign up for like all the trainings. Like I did all the things because my thought process was, okay, I'm struggling with something and all of these people out there and all of these events and all of these workshops are trying to offer me a solution. So I should go and like there should be a solution that should help me, right? And so 
I would go to these things like with that mentality of like, oh, hopefully this will help me with my confidence. And what I noticed was happening with that, which is like really unfortunate and also just really interesting is that most of those trainings and panels and all the things that I went to didn't help me feel more confident. And in fact, they made me feel less confident. They made me feel alienated because I would show up to these these events and these things sort of like with all my emotional baggage and all of the heaviness around what was so hard for me. And I think a part of me was hoping that in these spaces that that would get normalized and that I would feel like, oh, it's okay that like I am so anxious all the time in my job. It's okay that I'm getting like a lot of really critical feedback. It's okay that I'm terrified in meetings. I can barely contribute. And when I do, I am so self-conscious about how I sound. It's all okay. I can work through that. I can get through that. I think that's what I was hoping to find there. But what I found was either like critical and sort of a voice or a message saying, don't do this. This is really bad. It's bad to sound awkward. It's bad to get this feedback. You need to improve and it needs to get better. And it felt very much like the message was like, you are a problem. This is a problem without a robust solution offered. So it felt horrible. I was just like, oh, well, I'm really really screwed. Like this is a problem. And the stuff that you're telling me is like, I don't feel guided by it. I don't, it doesn't feel like this is what I need to hear. You're not really telling me what to do. So that made me feel worse. And the other thing that was really hard was I felt like in these spaces, that same polish and that same like perfectionism of what is sometimes expected for us in our jobs and in our professional environments that same polish was brought into those spaces. So it's like, well, great. Like, I feel so awkward talking in meetings, and I feel equally awkward and terrified to talk in this workshop or in this women's whatever, because I feel like that expectation for like polish and perfection is still present. And I can't just like be myself and open up. And it it was echoing the struggles that I was experiencing rather than providing a safe space to explore what was happening. And I think through those experiences, because those workshops and events reinforced, you know, that my problem was a huge problem and made me feel like I couldn't open up and made me feel like everyone else was like so polished and doing fine. And like I was the person that was getting left behind because all of that was happening my confidence got worse. My self-esteem got worse. My problems felt bigger and harder to solve. It's like, it's such a bad feeling when you are struggling with something and you have a problem and you go looking for solutions. Like you go out in the world seeking solutions, trying to, to solve it. And what you find doesn't solve it at all and makes you feel bad. That's a really horrible, bad, discouraging feeling because it makes you wonder if you'll be stuck that way forever. And it makes you wonder if you're defective or flawed in a way that's unsolvable. And if you're really ambitious, like I was and like I still am, and you want to have a bigger career and you want to lead and you want to be in a really influential position as you rise up professionally, 
it's like even worse because I knew that I needed to work on these things. I knew that I needed to build confidence. I needed to learn how to manage feeling overwhelmed. I needed to deal with my fears around speaking in front of people. Like I knew all of those things had to happen for me to get where I wanted to go. And I felt not only discouraged, but like scared that I couldn't get where I wanted to go because I was looking out there in the universe of solutions and felt like I was beginning to exhaust the solutions that were out there. And I still was not finding anything that was resonating with me, that was speaking to me, that was helpful. And I mean, I could list so many reasons like beyond what I shared with you about like why I didn't enjoy these spaces and why I didn't enjoy these workshops. Like, first of all, can we talk about how like, I feel like they're in a lot of these things, they're like using materials that were developed like in the Stone Age. Like, It's so not fun. It's so not fresh. It's so not inspirational. And it's like, it's exactly the opposite of what you want when you're trying to grow. You want to feel safe and you want to feel inspired and you want to go to an environment that elevates you and helps you like dream this bigger dream for yourself and helps you paint this bigger vision for yourself so you can get out of the mud of your problem and like out of the crap that you're sitting in and see that there is something greater on the other side that you can move to. I do think you have to deal with the crap that you're sitting in. But I also think that it's really important to have a vision that feels exciting and compelling. And I couldn't find that anywhere. You know, all these companies and all these workshops and trainers were saying that they wanted to like elevate women. And not once did I ever feel like deeply inspired in the depths of my soul. And that's really all I wanted at the time. I wanted, you know, that's why I say in the intro, that spark. I wanted that spark of like something greater is out there. Something greater is possible even from this starting point. There is something there that I can move towards that feels exciting and visionary. And maybe it's far away and maybe it's going to require me to grow and change and evolve, but it's out there. That is what I wanted so deeply, like in the depths of my heart and my soul, that is what I was craving. And I never found it. I never found that. And I think what happened on my 30th birthday was it had been a few years since I had gotten out of my first role as a management consultant. And that was where I really struggled, like hardcore struggled in that role. And I had been now out of it for a few years. And I was reflecting because it was like the turn of the decade for me, really reflecting. And I was like, whoa, I'm in a really different place. I'm way more confident. I am way more at ease professionally. Uh, I still was like struggling with like presenting and I had a lot of fears and I had a lot of anxieties. Absolutely. But it was so much less than before. It was so much more manageable. And I was performing so much closer to my actual potential. And so I was reflecting on that and reflecting on how far I had come in those few years. And I think that's why I had that sensation of like, well, what if my story is the story that someone else needed to hear? Like, I was so desperately searching when I was deep in my struggle. I was so desperately searching for a woman who would be like, look, I was a hot mess. Things were out of control. It was bad. But 
I made it through it. And now I feel amazing. Like I was looking for that. And I thought, well, like, no one's saying that. I can't find that anywhere. Maybe it's me. Like, maybe it has to be me. And from that place, I didn't exactly know, like, what it was going to look like or what it was going to be. But I loved podcasts so much. And I think that's why that idea came to me. And of course, I ignored it for almost a year because I was scared to record my voice and put my voice out there because that felt terrifying. Like that felt really scary. So I got the idea and I shoved it down because I didn't want to deal with like my own fears of what it would mean to start a podcast. And like any situation where you shove down something that is coming from your soul, it is not going to stay shoved down forever. It just kept popping back up over and over and over. And I just like wanted it to go away. I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to start a podcast that was hard and scary and not something I wanted to do. And the voice persisted. The voice just kept coming up. So I had this one day where I was like, okay, the thing that's getting in my way from starting this thing is I'm terrified to record my voice. What if I take my phone out, hit the voice memo button, start talking and show my brain if it's actually as scary as my mind thinks it is. And that was like a transformational moment for me. I was like in my office in like this huge conference room by myself like recording this little voice memo on my phone. And then I listened back and I was like, it's not horrible. That wasn't so bad. I sound kind of cool. This is funny. Like I have something to share. And that moment showed me like I can do this and maybe I do have something to say. And of course, even after that moment, I had so much resistance. Like it took everything inside me to buy the microphone and start finding guests for my show. I was so scared the first time like I asked for guests on the show. I was like, no one's going to want to come on my podcast. And of course, like it like everyone wanted to come on and it was so much fun and it was so easy to like find the perfect guests for the show. But even throughout every step of like getting the show launched, there was so much fear and so much resistance. And I was very, very deeply concerned about what people would think of me like that. I mean, that's something that I've always struggled with and it's something that I still I'm working on literally every single day. But I cared back then so much like what people thought and I didn't have a ton of strength in my voice. I was still finding my voice, especially like as someone hosting a podcast, as someone who has a platform, like that was brand new to me. And I had to be willing to let people like watch me host that show as I was learning how to feel confident as a host and learning, you know, how to take up space in that way. And that was really uncomfortable. But there was also a part of me that cared about helping and cared about getting this information out there so much that I was willing to feel that discomfort. But it was still really, really hard. And it took me quite a long time of hosting the show to get comfortable, to work through my fears of like what other people might think of me or whether people would judge me. I was really scared I'd get a troll and like I haven't gotten a troll. Also, podcasting is not a very trolly medium. Um, but now, like, I'm totally prepared for a troll. Like, I I mean, I might freak out. We'll, we'll know when the time comes. But, like, I am so much less troll phobic <laughs> than I was when I first started the show. But it's just fascinating because as time went on, 
I strengthened my voice in even a new way. And I found parts of myself that I didn't know existed, to be quite honest with you, parts of myself that really felt inspired and confident and clear about delivering this message to you that you literally, quite literally, can do anything if you decide that that's what you want to do. And I think it's just because I believe that so much in my bones that over time, as I got comfortable, I was able to share that message more and more. And I got way more confident as the host and creator of this show. And every day, I'm easing into that confidence more and more. And literally every day, the work that I'm doing right now is how can I like myself more? How can I let go of perfectionism more? How can I show myself more? How can I be more truthful, more vulnerable, more authentic, more okay with imperfection, more accepting of the process and where I am? And through those questions and through that deepening, That is where confidence has come from for me. It hasn't come from doing it right or doing it perfectly or being the perfect podcast host and having everything go amazing. It's come from me slowly, step by step, being willing to go deeper and deeper into my own humanity and my own imperfections and my own fears and my own insecurities, which is so funny, right? Because We think of confidence as this really glamorous thing, this thing that's going to feel so amazing and so powerful. But really, a lot of confidence comes from our willingness to go into our own darkness and our willingness to be with ourselves when we feel really, really crappy. It is what those moments build within us that we then bring to us in the future situations where we've got to show up with power and with confidence and That is one of the biggest lessons that I have internalized over the two and a half years of doing this show is that it doesn't come from the shiny thing. It doesn't come from the perfect package. It comes from the messy thing inside the package that you've just learned to love and learn to embrace as part of you. And ironically, the more you embrace the messiness, the imperfection, the things you're scared of, the things you're ashamed of, the brighter your package becomes, right? So it's ironic that we think that in order to become confident, we have to be so perfect when really all the strength that we're looking for and wanting comes when we find a way to like give a big warm hug to the flaws and the imperfections. And it's so beautiful in my mind that I've internalized that lesson because That's literally like the message of my work. And like, that is literally the work that I do on this show. And with my business is your confidence is going to come from gaining new levels of intimacy with the parts of yourself that you think are bad or wrong or shameful. And you might think that in order to, you know, build confidence, you need to eliminate those parts or get rid of them. Um, and become like this perfect version of you. But really, it's about exploring that and accepting that and building your power and confidence on top of that, rather than feeling like you need to just remove that. Because we're all humans, we're all messy, we all mess things up. Like, there's no way to attain perfection. It's not possible. So we might as well become okay with our imperfections. And maybe from that place... What if we could have fun? What if we could have fun with our imperfections? What if we could make them a part of who we are and have a lightness about it in the moments where we're able to get there? And so 
that's a lot of what my own journey has been throughout creating this show and also in my career, allowing that imperfection to come up has been really, really helpful. And it's, like I said, really magical that that experience is now something that I can infuse into the work that I do. And to catch you up on how I got to where I am now, I got about a year, a year and a half into doing the podcast, and I was starting to really see and believe that it was having a real and genuine impact out into the world. People were reaching out to me, telling me that it was resonating with them on a deep level. And for me, this was confirmation that the part of me that was telling me that like I needed to share my story and that it was important to talk about these things, that was really confirmation for me that that instinct, that feeling that I had, that sensation that I had inside to share this with people, to help other women go through whatever version of struggle they're going through, that that was all accurate and coming from a place of truth within me and coming from a wise part of me that understood how I could use my own voice and my experiences and my journey to help another woman feel a little more okay with where she's at. And from that place of okayness, allow her to glimpse like just a little tiny spark of like, maybe I'm okay. And also, maybe I do have a ton to offer. And maybe there is a really big well of potential inside me that I'm not quite bringing out, but that over time, I could learn how to bring out so that I can not only be so proud of my career and do so much, but so that I can feel excited about who I am as a person and proud of who I am as a person and genuinely confident and loving of myself deep inside my bones. And as I went on with the show, I wanted to help more. I wanted to help beyond just doing this podcast. And to be honest with you, I had like an end vision of like helping all women in corporate America. Like that's what I really want to do is I want a mass movement, right? I want I want these messages and these tools and this support to be available to every woman who wants it. And I feel like I'm on a journey to that end point where any woman, regardless of her financial situation or where she works or what she does, can get access to professional support, to the kind of support that she needs in her career to get to where she wants to go. That is the end vision. And as part of that end vision, I want professional cultures to change because what I've noticed is the women that listen to this show, I've seen this time and time again, you all have like these hearts of gold. You are so deep, so kind, so compassionate. And that really ignited my mission because what I started to realize is that when you feel confident and inspired and then you rise up and you become a leader and then maybe one day you join a C-suite or you run a big company, that compassion that you have and that deep caring is going to infuse across the team or the company that you lead and it's going to change the culture and it's going to change the experience of all of the humans who are part of your organization. And I realize that it goes like, so far beyond just you. It's everything that you create for your people. And it's everything that I was missing. It's all of the reasons that I struggled so much 
in my early career because none of that was present. There wasn't that culture of self-acceptance and inspiration and growing and developing from a place of optimism rather than from a place of harshness and a place of being criticized. That was absent. And I realized that through supporting you and helping you elevate over the long run, you provide that to other people. And that became so important. And part of my vision now is that as you develop and you grow and you lead, you infuse this new kind of kindness and this new kind of optimism and acceptance for your people so that they can feel fulfilled and so that they can feel safe and happy. And even if things are hard, they're able to move through it a lot better because of the environment that you provide. And That became my guiding vision of where I want this show to go and me starting my coaching business and taking this podcast full time is my step, my first big step in that direction and I'm sure that it's going to evolve and change over time and I can't quite see the future and I can't see every step of the way but as I like to do with the women that I support and as I like to do in my own life, you don't have to see all of the steps to how you're going to get to where you want to get. You only have to see one step ahead and it only has to be one small step. So I am seeing one step ahead, (laughs) but unfortunately or fortunately for me, that step is not so small. That next step for me was pushing pause on my corporate career and taking this work full time because there was only so much of myself that I could put into the podcast and only so many hours that I could put into my business while I had this other thing and I felt like I had to make a choice. I had to make a choice between constraining the scope of this podcast and the scope of my business and being able to do that simultaneously with my career or going all in on this and pouring more of myself into this. And ultimately, I knew that that's the direction that I was being pulled to. And it was also very hard and very scary and a very big change for me. And yet it feels so right. And I'm so happy to be here. And one of the things that I'm most excited about is that I am someone that when I put my energy into something, I go big. I go really big. I'm not messing around. And I'm so excited to be able to pour into this show and into all of the work that I do in new ways. That feels amazing. I really want to have this larger impact. Now I feel like my time and my energy and my focus is freer than it's ever been to do that. And I am here to help you. I want to help you however I can. I want this podcast to be the most helpful podcast that is out there. And I want all of the resources that I create to be the most helpful resources. And for those of you who work with me, I want the work that we do to be the deepest, most transformational, most supportive work that is out there. And I can double down on that and I can go deeper into that because I have more time and I have more energy and it feels so good to be able to pour more time and energy into something that I care so deeply about. So this is the point that I'm at. The art of speaking up is my full-time focus alongside my cousin or sister business, which is Jess Guzik Coaching. Those are my babies right now. It feels so good to have more time to nurture and play with my babies. 
and I feel really excited. I hope that the podcast will continue to get better and more and more helpful because I'm going to be able to put more energy into it. It was always something that I worked on mostly on the weekends, and it couldn't be my number one priority because my job was my number one priority because that's what supported my life. That was my income, right? So that had to be my number one priority. But now this show can be my number one priority, and I'm so excited to see what I can do with it in that position. So what this means for you is the show will go on, of course. It means that, well, first of all, it means that you should definitely like come join my online spaces if you want to, because I'll be more present there. I'll have more time to show up on there and share tips and stories and help with you. So come find me on Instagram at The Art of Speaking Up. If you haven't joined the private Facebook group, The Art of Speaking Up, I'll link it below join that too. I'm going to have more time to share videos in there and like little mini trainings and stories. So that's one thing. The podcast will continue. Going to keep it weekly for now. We'll see how things evolve. And my coaching business is now full time, which is so exciting. I wasn't able to take on any more clients in February um, until I got to this point, and now I can take on more clients and I have more space to work with more women. So if you're interested in working with me, I would love to hear from you and you can check that out. I'm also offering corporate programs. So if you or your employer is interested in bringing professional development and leadership development to you or your team or somewhere within your company, you can learn more on my coaching website. All of the information is on my site. And all of this is to say that this is my full-time dedication. And one of the things that is really important for me going forward is to deepen the community of women who listen to this show. I believe that the most transformational change and healing that we experience happens with other people. So I think a lot of times like we want to just like listen to a podcast alone or read a book alone. And I think we want to believe that that's going to work and that that's enough because it's safer when we do things alone. We don't have to worry about people judging us. We don't have to worry about like what people think of us. We can just like do it solo. But unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you think about it, the biggest, most significant change doesn't happen alone. It happens with others. That's why I wanted to start coaching because coaching, part of the reason it works is not just that you have a coach who knows how to coach, but it's because you're growing and developing in relation with another human. And I want to give you all more ways to do that with me. So I'm working on planning some just like community events where you can come hang out with me and learn from me. And I'm probably going to make them free so that you don't have to think too hard about the decision to join and so that we can start building this sense of connectedness. So continue to tune in and I'm going to be sharing more about upcoming developments and workshops and events and cool, fun things. I'll share more as I roll those things out. It'll probably take some time and things will evolve. So please bear with me as I like make this really big transition into running the show full time. (sighs) So that brings me to where I am today. And I'm going to now just transition into the closing question and just share some of my thoughts and reflections on that question. And these are truly reflections that have come to me over the past 
two and a half years of hosting this show because I've talked to so many, you know, coaches and working women. I've done so many interviews and engaged in these conversations. And of course, I, as a result, I've spent just a lot of time thinking about these topics and reflecting on these topics. And I've spent a lot of time growing. I've gone through massive shift in my life. You can hear that I sound very different in older episodes and you can track my changes if with nothing, just with the change in how my voice sounds on this show. I've really shifted and through that I've shifted my perspective on how we feel empowered and what it is really makes women feel confident in a way that is sustainable and in a way that feels true and not just like projecting a fake confidence like how do we build confidence that feels like it's in our bones it's embedded in us it's not going anywhere it's always available to us right that's the kind of confidence that I'm interested in I'm not interested in like I I'm not a fake it till you make it kind of gal. I totally understand the spirit behind that, which I agree with, which is like sometimes you've just got to show up even though you're feeling terrified. And I think that's wonderful, beautiful advice. And also, I think we've got to have an eye towards the bigger picture, the long-term sustainability, and the type of confidence that is always available to us even when we're feeling really, really bad. And so to take you to the final closing question, which is the question that I ask every guest, and I always, you know, tell them to prepare something for that. And then I ask them what they want to share with everyone listening, you know, to someone who might be struggling or to someone who's looking to feel more empowered. I ask them that question because it's that desire to support women who are in in a tough place or that desire to help women feel more empowered that is why I started the show. So I asked them to speak to that, and I wanted to speak to you from that perspective today because this episode is such a marker for the show and for the show's evolution. This felt like the perfect thing to share. And I I thought quite a bit about what I wanted to share with you, and I realized that the first thing that is really important for me to share with you about feeling bad and trying to feel better when you're struggling is that it's okay to have things that you feel ashamed of and it's okay to feel really icky and really bad and really low and really awful. And I spent a lot of time in my career pushing down things that I was very ashamed of. I was very ashamed of my fear of public speaking. I was very ashamed of the negative and critical reviews that I got at work. I was very ashamed of my overwhelm and how high my anxiety levels were. I held so much shame around all of those things. And I was trying to grow and build confidence while holding on to all that shame and while hiding those things and thinking that I was lesser, that something was wrong with me. And like some of the most profound growth that I've experienced was looking at the things that I feel very ashamed of and seeing if I could bring myself to look at those things with a gentleness and with a compassion. I have, you know, my initial instinct would be to look at those things and feel a sense of horror and feel a deep judgment about myself And as I sort of tuned into myself and reflected on like, 
well, what is it that I need to move past these things? What is it that I need to heal from these things? What is it that I need to stop feeling so awful and to move out of the self-loathing? And the answer that came to me was that I need the ability to hold softness for myself while these problems are present in my life. Or, you know, some of them are things from the past, but I need to be able to hold softness with myself then while reflecting on how hard and awful that was and how crappy I felt about it and how I'm even ashamed now that it was like so hard for me to present my work or that like I would spin in anxiety about like this thing or that thing at work and get like so overwhelmed and feel so dark when like no one around me seemed like they were struggling at all. It was my ability to reflect on that with with a gentle gaze and an acceptance that really helped me catalyze all of the, you know, catalyze myself out of all of the self-judgment that was making me think that those things that I experienced were really, really bad and really, really wrong. And so what I want to share with you as part of this is that even if you're really struggling, something's really hard, you feel really, really awful about something, I want to offer to you that you are still allowed to like yourself. Or even if you can't get there, you're still allowed to have the intention of being kind to yourself, even with those struggles present. Those struggles don't mean that you have to hate yourself. And if you are stuck in hating yourself, that's okay. You don't need to judge that. But it's okay to have things that you feel awful about, that you feel ashamed about, that you feel really scared you're the only one experiencing it. That's all part of your human experience. And you can choose to find a little kernel, a little nugget of compassion, a little nugget of just being nice to yourself, of just treating yourself with dignity and respect, even with those things present. Those things don't mean anything about your quality as a human. They don't mean anything about the future of your career. I promise you can move through all of them, even if they feel really, really hard. I believe that your potential to evolve from wherever you are is limitless, but that is going to require you to learn to hold yourself with more kindness when you are in those really dark places. So you might as well start practicing it now. Start practicing what it looks like to say something accepting to yourself when you reflect upon your struggles rather than to beat yourself up over it. That's the first thing that I wanted to share. The second thing that I wanted to share, and I alluded to this early in the episode, and this is like something that's been a really hard pill for me to swallow, but also the more I swallow it, the more empowered I feel. And the second thing that I wanted to share with you is that I believe that our confidence and our sense of power as women comes from embracing our darkness. And it comes from getting to a place of total acceptance that we are imperfect and that we mess things up and that we struggle with things. And I don't believe you can build true sustainable confidence without finding a way to embrace the darker parts of you, to embrace your insecurities, to embrace the things that you're afraid of. Now, it doesn't mean that those things run your life, but it does mean that you can look yourself straight in the eye and say, I really struggle with X or I'm really insecure about Y. 
and still promise to support yourself and have your own back. And when you feel horrible and when you feel a terrible feeling wash over you or you're really judging yourself or you're really feeling awful, I believe that confidence comes not from trying to move out of that space as quickly as possible, but being able to sit with yourself in that space and have compassion for what you are experiencing. I think so often we just want to run as quickly as we can out of the thing that is hard. And that's what keeps us in this perpetual pattern of like chasing and exhausting ourselves when really what we actually need is stillness and slowness. And we need to stay in the hard thing that we don't want to look at so that we can learn to see that we're okay and so that we can learn to feel what it feels like to have our own back when things go really shitty. It's like, you know, we want to celebrate when things go well, and that's beautiful, and we should, but we also have to be able to support ourselves and be there for ourselves when we really mess things up. And I'm talking about anything from a small mess up to a huge F up, right? We need to be able to find forgiveness and we need to be able to sit in some of the bad feelings that come up rather than running away from them. And it is through that that we begin to teach ourselves, hey, when I mess things up, I have my own back and I can handle it. And do you know what happens when you realize that you're going to have your own back no matter what, no matter how bad you mess up? The second that begins to get internalized inside of you, you are willing to take a level of risk that you weren't willing to take before because you're not so scared of failure. You're not so scared of it going wrong because you're like, you know what? I can feel awful. I can handle it. I can get through it. I can get to the other side. You're no longer so afraid of bad feelings and you're no longer living and operating from a place of just always trying to avoid feeling bad or always trying to avoid a bad outcome. When you operate from a place of like trying to avoid the bad outcome and trying to never feel bad, you take the less risky route, the safe route, right? And you never reach your fullest potential because your fullest potential requires you to operate from a place of taking risks and a place of being brave. And that requires you to learn how to be with yourself when things don't go well or when you don't do as well as you wanted to. That is the second piece I wanted to share. And the last thing that I wanted to share is just my thoughts and reflections on your own limitless possibility and what it means to me to be limitless and why I think it's so important for you to explore your own limitlessness. That's a long word. Your own limitlessness, right? And I think often you will find yourself stuck in this paradigm of thinking that you're not very good at your job and that you don't have much to offer and that you're not all that great. And you act from a place of trying to conceal that or compensate from that. But what's interesting is your self-assessment, your view of yourself is wrong. What you are actually capable of doing is massive and you are actually extremely talented, only you can't see it. You're operating from the illusion of what your mind is telling you. And my invitation to you is if you're operating from an illusion of some interpretation that you've created of yourself that first of all isn't true, but even if it was, how could we even verify or measure how good you are at this or that, right? If you're going to operate from an illusion, why not try operating from a friendlier, more inspirational, more exciting, more uplifting illusion that says that however good or bad you are, whatever your status is, whatever your skill level is, whatever your struggle is, 
What if you were just pure badassery? Like, what if you were just, there was this thing in you that was just bold and it didn't matter if you sucked at the thing and it didn't matter if you sounded awkward because you're just so there for all of it. And what if you acted from that fearless place within you that just knows how to say, screw it. I can do this. I know how to show up for this. And you drop the tightness and you drop the constriction and you step into a space of feeling more expansive, more playful, more excited. I want to offer to you that if you're able to step into that place, that is when you begin to get closer to your own limitlessness. And I want to offer to you that the way that you see yourself and all of the limitations and shortcomings that you perceive are wrong. And I want you to have the audacity and the balls (laughs) to dare to believe that your perception of yourself is wrong and to dare to believe that you have everything you need inside of you to blow everyone's expectations out of the water. And I know this is true because I see this happening with the women that I work with. I hear you messaging me about stepping out of your comfort zone, about going for careers that scare you, about showing up for big, scary job interviews, about raising your hand to present in bigger meetings. I'm hearing this from all of you, and so I know that that's in you. And I would like you to connect more deeply with that part of you and dare to believe that you can operate from that part of you no matter how difficult things get and no matter how loud the voice of self-doubt gets inside your head. Self-doubt is just an invitation to deepen into who you are and to get in touch with a wiser voice inside you that is able to talk back to that self-doubt and remind you why you are in your job and why you do what you do and why you show up every single day even though you're filled with self-doubt and it is so hard. You can get in touch with that part of you anytime you want. And my invitation for you is to strengthen that relationship with that part of you and just dare to believe that you literally can handle anything, that there's nothing in your professional life that can get thrown at you that you can't handle and that you can't work through, even if you have to feel bad and even if you have to deal with failure and setbacks, you will still just keep showing up. That is my invitation for you. And that is where I'm going to close out today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to this one. This one was more personal and I was really excited to share it with you because I I rarely pause and talk about my own journey, although I'm going to try to do that more because I want you to know about what's been hard for me and where I've struggled so that maybe you can start to see yourself in that and maybe start to see that like, hey, I can change too. <laughs> Part of the reason that I knew like that I'm the right person to host this show and do this work is because of how hard things were. And I hope to keep in mind and to remind myself to show you that more and more because I tend to like focus a lot on the guests or just focus a lot on like helping you and giving you tools. But we'll try to share more and more of my story as the show evolves. All right, I'm going to sign off. I would love to hear from you if you listen to this. I, If you have thoughts, reactions, or just come say hi, I'll put my information below. And I'll catch you in the next one. Keep on the lookout for fun, awesome, exciting things, which I'm so excited to share with you. And I'll catch you next week for an interview. All right, have an amazing week. Bye.